0: Good morning or good evening, wherever you may be in this wonderful but troubled world. Laszlo Montgomery here with another fine offering for you from the Chinese Sayings Podcast. And for the eighth time this season, I have another nice Changyu for you. The meaning behind this one has an equivalent in many languages. Wu Yi Lei chu, And like most, but not all of these Chinese sayings introduced in this, well, I guess by now you could call it a long-running family program, it comes to us from the Warring States period. But before we get to the story, let's quickly break it down character by character and see if we can figure out the meaning. Wu yi lei qi. Wu means a thing or substance or a creature. Yi is a preposition that means with, by means of, or according to. It could also mean because of. Lei means kind, type. Class or category or something that's uh, similar, and the fourth character ju means to assemble, congregate, or gather together. You cobble that all together, and we get things according to type. Assemble. You know, some of you can make a calculated guess about what this means, but just in case, lend me your ear, and I'll tell you the story. And try not to sing out a key. Even when the four characters give away the meaning, it's still good to hear the backstory so that these four characters really come alive. This is an old Cheng Yu that first appeared as one of the principles in the I Ching, the Book of Changes. And you can also find it as an adage taken from the Strategies of the Warring States, the Guo Ce, that was compiled during the Western Han Dynasty. And our story today comes specifically from a chapter in the Strategies of the Warring States called The Strategies of Qi, the Qi Ce. In this one, we welcome back to the CSP, King Wei of Qi, Qi Wei Wang, one of the great and consequential 4th century BC rulers of China. He reigned in Qi from 356 to 320 BC and was the first ruler of Qi to call himself a king rather than a duke. And when this duke, who became a king, ascended the throne, the kingdom left to him by his father, Tian Qi Huan Gong, was still recovering from prodigious amounts of internal turmoil. And this son, who we remember of King Wei of Qi, before he became this great and powerful ruler, well, he initially showed no signs of taking this position seriously. Instead of mopping up from his father's rule by reorganizing the Qi court and strengthening the Qi borders, the future King Wei let his newfound power and wealth go to his head, frittering away his time on expensive wines and pleasures of the flesh. But fortunately, he had in his employ a very talented and capable minister named Chun Yu Kun. Chun Yu Kun, besides being a minister to the king, was also a philosopher and, personal friend amongst, I might add. He was also known as one of the great witty intellectuals of his day and has plenty of stories attributed to him, including this one. He was one of those guys who, you know, like a court jester perhaps, was able to speak truths to the king that no one else would dare utter. And he was especially famous for the witty, indirect phrases he used to make the king see reason. King Wei of Qi kept up a busy regimen of hanging out and wasting time while his kingdom started to degrade. And this went on for three years, during which time Qi's neighbors, seeing Qi's internal weakness, began harrying its borders. And the Qi court ministers were tearing their hair out at this situation, but none of them dared to bring up the problem directly to the king until Yu Kun came up with a clever way to put it to him nicely. He went to King Wei one day and said, "'Your Majesty, I've heard that there's this large bird in the Qi kingdom "'who makes his nest in the eaves of this very royal palace. this bird is so lazy that for three years it has neither flown nor crowed. "'Can you tell me why this might be?' "'King Wei stopped short at this indirect yet brave rebuke "'of his obvious failures to rule properly.' And after considering for some time, he made his reply in the same vein. And he said, well, the bird has not flown for three years, but once it flies, it will reach the heavens. And this bird has also not crowed for three years, but when you hear its first crow, it will astonish all who hear it. Now, I don't mean to interrupt this program or anything, but this very reply by King Wei also became a famous Cheng Yu. You see, this retort to Chun Yu Kun's remark about the bird that didn't do diddly squat for three years went like this Bu fei yi, yi fei chong tian, bu ming Zi ming jing ren. This reply is the source of the well known Cheng Yu, yi ming jing ren, to describe unexpected brilliance from. Usually, an unknown person, or to amaze the world with a single brilliant feat and become an overnight sensation, someone who takes the world by storm with a single deed. And true to his words, King Wei immediately began to shape up and give the kingdom his full attention. And he tended to the affairs of his kingdom, and he proved himself to be a diligent and intelligent king who soon managed to strengthen and reinforce his Qi kingdom. He also recognized Chun Yu Kun's true value as an advisor, since Chun Yu Kun was the only one who had been brave enough to admonish him. In 349 BC, down in the present day lands of Hubei and Hunan, King Xuan of Chu sent soldiers to invade Qi. And with Chun Yu Kun's help, King Wei of Qi managed to form an alliance with the Marquis of Zhao Suhou. And together, Qi and Zhao were able to beat back the Chu invasion. And in the wake of this victory, King Wei held a large celebratory banquet, which was so excessive that it resembled the old Bacchanals he used to hold during his profligate days. And at this banquet, he challenged his favorite minister, Yu Kun, to a drinking game. Yu Kun responded thus, Jiu ji luan. Le Ji Sheng drinking to excess, leads to chaos, just as unrestrained joy leads to sorrow. Again, Chun Yu Kun's words had the effect of sobering up King Wei, who realized the inherent dangers and the excessiveness of the celebrations he was holding. And after King Wei died, his son ascended the throne as King Xuan in 320 BC. In one of King Xuan's first acts, was to order all the current court ministers to recommend new talent to him, who could be recruited to aid in governing the kingdom. Well, believe it or not, on that very day King Xuan's edict was publicized, yu Kun recommended not one, not two, but seven talented men to the king. And when King Xuan interviewed each of these men, he found that to a man— they were all intelligent, strategically-minded, and virtuous and suitable for employment at his royal court. He was delighted but also curious about how Chunyu Kun was able to run across seven men of such high caliber at the drop of a hat. Thus, King Shen summoned Chunyu Kun and said, "'Minister, I am curious about your methods of finding virtuous men.' The sages have said that a man of true virtue is not to be found for a thousand li. The sages have also said that a man of true virtue does not appear more than once every hundred generations. Yet you have at once recommended to me seven virtuous men. Well, by this reckoning, the sages must be wrong. and Men of virtue seem to grow as thickly as weeds on the ground. And here is where we finally get to the punchline. Chunyu Kun smiled in response. Oh, your majesty, it's not that men of virtue are naturally to be found so easily. Rather, just as natural objects congregate with others of the same species, we humans, too, are attracted to others of a similar character. You have observed birds of the same kind flying together and roosting together, and you have no doubt also observed beasts of the same species herding together and traveling together. And surely you see certain grasses and herbs do not grow at all in the lowlands and marshes, but when you go to seek them in the mountains, you find them by the cartload. Thus, you can see that everything in nature is attracted to other things that are of a similar nature. Now, I choose to spend my time only with virtuous men, and I make it a point to only befriend men of noble character and prodigious talent. Thus, sourcing men of talent for me is as easy as drawing water from a river or coaxing fire from a flintstone. And I know far more talented and virtuous men than just the seven I've recommended to you today, and I'll continue to recommend them to you in the future. So this Chinese saying, wu yi lei Chu," is the Chinese version of our English idiom, birds of a feather flock together. And as I said at the outset another. Places where different languages are spoken, they also have their own idioms to describe how living things tend to group together according to their similarities in nature. In Deutschland, they might say, Gleich und um, Gleich sich gern. In La France, they say, Qui se ressemble, se assemble. And two and a half hours south from where I'm recording this, they might say, Dios los cria y el viento los amantona. But however you want to say it, it all means Woo Yi Lei Chu. We and all natural living things down to the krill in the oceans. We all like to stick to our own kind. It's a natural thing. Wu Yi Lei Chu. Even all well traveled and open minded folks of all kinds. Well, they might be amenable to any kind of new culture, but at the end of the day, we all be Woo Yi Lei Chu. Okay, let me roll the credits here and start out with Emma in Beijing. She did it again. All the hard work that you don't see. Me? I get picked up in an Uber Black, driven to a recording studio. There's a fruit plate waiting for me and a selection of cold-pressed juices and snacks galore. And I just sit in my comfy chair and the guy on the other side of the glass presses record on that Ampex tape machine. And you're listening to the final mix right here. What an easy life. But Emma, oh, she's got to roll up her sleeves and essentially do everything to make this happen. Thanks again, Emma. You're appreciated. I'm going to be in Hong Kong first week of November. Looking forward to hanging out with a few listeners to this program. Can't wait. And so, signing off for the eighth time already in this eighth season. This is Laszlo Montgomery. My deepest thanks if you made it this far. Do consider coming back again next time for another exciting episode of the Chinese Sayings Podcast.